0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lynn with In the Spotlight. Hello there, you've just tuned into In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin, and my guest today, I'm really honored to meet with Darren Chua, who is the director of Ideal Space, which is a working space, but it's more than a working space, but you know, um, Darren will tell you more about that later. Um, So Darren is actually from Singapore, but he's been here in Taiwan for eight years now, and we'll find out why he's in Taiwan. But first off, let's meet Darren. Hi, Darren. Hi, Shirley. Hello. Okay, so let's start off with um, you talking about what was your major in college? Because, okay, here's the thing. Darren actually wears a lot of hats. You know, he's quite an entrepreneur himself. You know, he's just not, you know, he can't just settle with one thing. <laughs> and so I just may be curious as to what was your, uh, your university major?
1: Well, I majored in computer science. Ah. I'm from National University of Singapore. So I come from a tech background.
0: I see. Yeah. okay, okay, that explains part of what you do, um, but not all. The first thing I think you really want to mm. talk about is probably the latest thing that you've just started, which is this ideal space. Yes. Now, what is that? You know, it offers more than just a co-working space that we hear a lot about mm. these days, all over the world. but it seems to offer a lot more. I mean, I'm really talking about a lot more, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, um, the motivation for me is simply because I'm coming from an entrepreneur myself. Well, when I first started my company, when I expanded into you know, a new market like Taiwan, a new country, um, usually I face a lot of issues. Like, I, I don't know what's you know, the, the legal um, rules here, uh, what are com- com- um, the compliance rules here are, how do I set up a company, taxation, how do I find the right partners, how do I find, you know, how do I get capital into Taiwan? So these are all the issues that I faced when I first came to Taiwan, when I first set up my company. And, you know, you know, unfortunately, um, there are a lot of hurdles that I had to overcome. And along the way, infringe on some laws, and you know, there were some fines along the way, which, you know, it was really unfortunate, and it wasn't oh, intentional.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Oh. So uh, me and my partners, we we've, we felt that, you know, there are you know, a lot of people doing startups in Taiwan, and mm. we would like to attract a lot of, you know, foreigners, foreign companies to bring their technology, um, you know, into Taiwan to spur the economy, to bring new innovation to the country. So I felt that, you know, if we had, you know, a space where we could put in all the resources that we have accumulated over the years to actually help fellow entrepreneurs, whether it's first time entrepreneurs or even established companies that are, you know, big companies overseas, but are just looking to enter the Taiwanese market and obviously you know how to help them to do the localization part and this is this is a great opportunity where we can merge you know public and also private sectors together you know through the government support uh, corporate innovations and also bringing in you know different different types of culture into taiwan and i think collectively this could all happen in the space so the ideal space is positions as such that you know anyone regardless whether you're individual um, SME Corporate, you know, we are, in a, we are the ideal space for your business growth and learning. So we provide a suite of services to help you get started. Um, it comes from, you know, legal consulting, um, accounting services, um, investment services. Yeah, a lot of stuff that, you know, like encompass, you know, in the, the stage of growth for a company. So mm. that is what we are positioned as right now.
0: Wow. How do you get the legal part, uh, That the, the kind of service that you offer? That means you have to work with a certain legal company or legal firm to do that. And then, how does it work? Then, uh, whoever needs that kind of service, they'll be charged a fee, and just like if they were to walk into a legal firm themselves, right?
1: Well, not so, oh. because for example, um, just like a real case scenario, we we do have a new client, and unfortunately, he is you know he felt that he got cheated in his company. He wanted to take some legal actions against his his, his partners. So um, this isn't a very good case study, but the value that we provided was that, you know, he was telling me that, you know, he he wants to take actions. He needs some legal advice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like 100% of the times, like people are always a little bit afraid or like they think that if I do walk into a law firm, there'll be an immediate charge. Yeah. So how how do we do this? It's because, um, you know, I have contacts, networks, people, great people, mentors, or, you know, shareholders previously uh, that I trust a lot. And um, this law firm is a, it's called Eternity Law Firm in Taiwan. Mm. Um, the four partners of this firm were my shareholders in my last company. Mm. So these were people that I trusted with my life, with my company. So over time, it, you know, it, it became more than just an investor relation. It became friends, mentors. And as such, you know, when I when I created Ideal Space, you know, all I had to do was that, I said, are you happy to extend these services to people that, you know, that, that might potentially be our client? And we mm. like, immediately I was like, oh, we are very happy to offer like, you know, four hours complimentary oh, wow. every month to our clients. And yeah. um, so like our client, you know, started his legal clinic for free. Okay. Yeah. So they came in, he could ask questions that he, he was really, uh, you know, afraid to ask, And mm-hmm. he didn't have to pay anything because, you know, we had the complimentary hours and we extended those hours to our clients. Mm. So there's a, a very good case study of, you know, what a space like that could actually provide.
0: Yeah, that, that's really awesome. You make me think of the importance of guanxi. Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. about, uh, how should we say that, relationships? Um, it's a very Taiwanese culture kind of thing, is that um, you can flourish in your business or in your, in your you know innovation or whatever because of other people who really helped you out that you got to know along the way and helped you out. And it's always good to have that kind of relationship you know connections, I guess connections. Yeah, that that helps you along the way. Yeah, it's it's such a thing in Taiwan, but I suppose it's also a thing in Singapore, right? Guanxi, connections. Well,
1: yeah, yeah I, I think connections. You know, this this word guanxi, it's it's. You know, I think regardless of countries, culture. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 there. I mean, it's it's actually very basic. It's like you know, how do you treat someone? Yeah, and even for the first time, I think it's a very um, it's a very personal, emotional thing, and usually it just being gracious and nice, mm. you know, regardless whether you agree or not, right? So I think it's yeah, it's just basic human nature.
0: So it um, sounds to me that ideal space is something, a place where you're offering these people who are new to the country and, and who want to start a business here to save them the steps, the hassle, uh, or even like problems and, you know, getting fined, you know. Um, so you're being a saint to them and and being a mentor to them. So I think there are a lot of people like that um, like you who really want to help out with, you know, it's like helping each other. You know, if you're if you help me, then I will help you sometime, you know, down the road with something else. So I think this relationship, this connection thing is really, really important and it sustains you, you know, And especially if you are all, you know, kind of having the same goals, the same um, purpose in life and things like that. Uh, apparently that you came to Taiwan because you first was working with Curves, which is a women's fitness club, you would say?
1: Yes, it's a franchise from... Singapore. Um, from from US. Oh, from the US, Yeah, sorry. it was yeah. started in Texas um, by a couple. So it's, you know, it's a great place just for women. It's only for women. It's a 30-minute um, concept. Where you walk in and it's positioned, you know, for women of all ages. So whether you are, you know, a student, a working mom, or you know, someone who just doesn't have time for yourself. Mm. So I think curves as this concept it's really great. So it grew tremendously in the U.S. and then it's right now a worldwide franchise. Mm. Um, so my partners and I from the U.K. and U.S. we actually got the rights for curves for most of the Asia Pacific markets, and Taiwan was actually our you know, highest growth market. Mm. Uh, we got into Taiwan. We started with just seven when we took over, um, and you know when we you mean we, seven branches, seven seven branches in Taiwan in Taiwan right. when we took over, and it was doing really bad. Oh. Yeah, you know the franchisees were losing money. Mm. Yeah, people are not happy about it. Nobody knew what Curse was, so yeah, we,
0: it was just competitive at a time when yoga is a thing. You know. Yes. So everybody, really, like I thought. Curves is like yoga But I guess it is There's part There's also yoga But there's more than, to it Than yoga yeah. uh-huh. and, and
1: Curves was actually Featured in the um, in, in the book The Blue Ocean Strategy
0: uh-huh. So
1: Curves You know It it position itself Only for women And it's really fast And easy So in In, in the sea of You know Of all traditional gyms Where you know It's just men um, Young men Women It's very in, intimidating uh-huh. For a lot of People who just want To go in for a workout So most people Would just pay up front A year and you know probably after two times they're like ah oh, forget it right right <laughs> so we, we created this safe environment where it's only for women even I can't go in mm-hmm. and you know it's more about women empowerment we help women to grow and it's a very very special relationship where we see the members and the coaches which are which is very prominent in this business where they have this relationship where they talk not only about health they talk about marriage kids Oh, and okay. something that really touched me in, in Taiwan that I never realized that actually you know domestic abuse was actually a, a big thing here mm. and in Asian culture you know people are not want to talk about it mm. and within that we we realized that you know we should champion that mm. so we we became a community for women who were suffering silently at home mm-hmm. they could have someone to talk to they have an avenue to actually um, speak for themselves and actually actually to seek you know an avenue to you know, for the betterment of their own life, so I think that was what drove me to do curves for the last thirteen years, wow. and uh, until today. So oh. Oh, that's wow. that. That's, that that is really powerful for us. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're listening to
0: In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with Darren Chua, director of Ideal Space, which is a workspace that offers all kinds of services, including legal and accounting. Darren was talking about Curves, which is like a women's uh, fitness club that offers all kinds of space and advice for women and women only. And that's the reason why he came to Taiwan from Singapore. Then you fell in love with Taiwan and decided to stay. And not only that, you married a Taiwanese wife and, and have kids now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, being like the, the the second only guy in the entire company with all, you know, four women, ran by women. Yeah. So, you know, I was very fortunate to, to meet my wife, um, who happens to be also uh, a coach in, in Curbs. Mm. So, uh, you know, we started as friends, and then, you know, we fell in love. And at the same time, you know, being, spending a lot of my, my time in Taiwan, I, I, I fell in love with the country. I realized that, you know, people here were really, really nice. And, you know, the pace of life was slow at certain cities. Mm -hmm. And it was really a huge difference where, you know, I was spending a lot more time in Shanghai, Singapore, Hong Kong, where, you know, people were constantly moving really fast. Mm. And in, in Taiwan, we talk about 人情啊, uh-huh. Yeah, and I think it's really that's really, really really beautiful like you know it's what
0: should we say how do we translate 人情 I don't know
1: yeah sometimes you know <laughs> la- language is like that right it's like you know the, the beauty of a language is that sometimes you could just express certain emotions or feelings just through a, a, you know a certain term yeah I think that's okay it's something yeah. about is people then yeah, the the, the culture, the culture.
0: It's all part of yeah. culture, part of traditions, part of personality, part of to, character.
1: Well, to me, I would say it's very Langman. It's very romantic. Romantic. Yes and you know the 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 in like i say Taipei City which I spent a lot of my time in it's like you you get to see like the modern side and also like yes. the historical side
0: Yeah as you go down south further south and there's yeah. more yeah you know, the old part of Taiwan yeah. like Tainan which was the former capital of Taiwan and so on and so forth yeah
1: Yeah so it's like you you get the city you, you mm-hmm. get the nature part, and yes. and people are overall really really nice which you know um, attracted me a lot and that's where I I, I decided to say, you know, this is where I like to, you know, form a family, Mm -hmm. stay here. Um, Very importantly, to contribute back to this country who has given me, you know, a lot that I have today. So Mm -hmm. I'm very, very grateful for what Taiwan has given me. All right. Yeah.
0: So you've gone on to do other things other than curves, other than ideal space. When was it that you really got into just, you know, caring about the environment and about renewable energy? What happened there? I mean, what got you into it? As a computer science nerd that you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great question. I mean, um, you know, from tech, I, I got uh, interested in finance. So that's why I made that jump from, you know, tech into fintech, which is financial tech. So I was spending a lot of time in Hong Kong, which is, was like, you know, the financial hub in Asia. So I was leading one of the leading, um, you know, supply chain financing company It's um, a startup, which is... Even right now, it's grown to be you know like almost a unicorn level in Hong Kong, so I expanded the company to to, to Taiwan, and over time, the initial motivation was to pro- provide capital, working capital to small companies who couldn't secure a loan from the bank, yeah, um, capitals um, and and cash flow. So the more I did that, I realized that you know it, you know as we grew bigger, um, the the original idea was lost. So. I was thinking, is is there any way that I could use my um, background in technology, finance, to actually help people?
0: Next week, Darren Chua will expand on his added interest in renewable energy. For In The Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin.